My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Wednesday the 5th of July. I'm Sam Kozlowski. I'm Zara Seidler. You may have heard the news over the last few weeks about protests and riots in France. Paris, supposed to be the city of love, is exploding again into hateful confrontation. There are fires, looting, rioting. I mean, this is an extremely dangerous situation. The weekend saw clashes across the country and the home of a local mayor rammed with a car. In Paris, the destruction is now estimated at some 20 million euros. This was all sparked by the shooting of teenager Nayel Mazouk by French police. And while things seem to be settling down for now, the racial and political tensions which ignited these events remain. We'll tell you what you need to know in today's deep dive, but first, Zara, what's making headlines? The Reserve Bank of Australia has kept the cash rate unchanged at 4.1%. RBA Governor Philip Lowe hasn't ruled out further increases in the future, but he did say that inflation has, quote, passed its peak. A former AFLW player has become the first professional athlete to be diagnosed with CTE. Heather Anderson played a season for the Adelaide Crows in 2017 and retired due to injuries. She passed away last year. CTE is a disease linked to repeated head injuries, like concussion. Meta is set to launch its rival to Twitter this week. It's called Threads, and it's being marketed as Instagram's text-based conversation app. A preview of the app says it'll be a place where communities come together to discuss everything from the topics you care about today to what will be trending tomorrow. Interesting to see if people will go over there. And today's good news, very meaningful one, this one. A record number of women in New South Wales underwent breast cancer screenings in May. Over 37,000 mammograms were completed during the month. Breast screenings are a key part of early detection measures that can improve cancer survival rates. The shooting of a French teenager of Algerian and Moroccan descent by French police sparked days of protests and riots across the country. French leaders condemned the shooting of 17-year-old Nael Mazouk, and the police officer responsible has been charged with voluntary homicide. Now, according to the BBC, thousands have been arrested, shops have been looted, and hundreds of vehicles have been set alight. But events over the last week have focused the world's attention on some broader racial and political tensions at play within France. Okay, so let's take it back a step. There was an event that triggered this broader social unrest, right? Yeah, exactly. And that was the fatal shooting of 17-year-old Mazouk on the 27th of June at a traffic stop in the Paris suburb of Nanterre. French police are actually authorised to shoot at traffic stops if they believe their safety is at risk. Now, police initially claimed Mazouk had driven into them, but video footage contradicts that claim. French President Emmanuel Macron called the killing unforgivable, and French PM Elizabeth Bourne said it clearly violated police rules. 
Okay, so those are fairly strong statements yeah. to be making, but it hasn't stopped the public from taking to the streets. This has become a larger conversation about the police force and, and especially racialized issues. Definitely, it's almost taken on a life of its own. So in the days following Mazouk's death, demonstrators took to the streets, not just in the suburbs of Paris, but right around the country. There was looting, car fires and damage to government buildings. Some spectacular vision emerged from particularly nighttime activities across the country. In response to all of this, President Macron said the violence was an unacceptable exploitation of Mazouk's death. Interior Minister Gerald Damanon said the government's absolute priority is to restore order. Macron and Demanon both claim that many of the protesters are teens and have criticised parents for failing to keep them at home. While Mazouk's family said they welcomed peaceful protests and wanted new laws to restrict the police use of lethal force, they also called for violence to end. Mazouk's grandma told the BBC that the riots and looting were, in her words, not for nail. So, Sam, you said there that there's been looting, there's been car fires, I think you said damage to some buildings. So how have police responded to these protests? Well, there's been a real show of force from tens of thousands of police officers across the country that were deployed in response to the protests. Some police unions in France were threatening to use violence to subdue protests. They accused their government of a lack of support. There was one statement last week where a major police union attacked the French government for sending mixed signals. The statement said, faced with these wild hordes, asking for calm is no longer enough. You have to impose it. We are at war. And the union went further. It also threatened to act beyond its legal powers to, in its words, restore the rule of law as quickly as possible. And so we've seen this general unrest on the streets, but it's also been taken to people's homes. Talk me through the incident at the mayor's home. So there was a statement that came onto Twitter over the weekend from a mayor of a Paris suburb who said that a car had been rammed into his home and then set on fire. His wife and one of his children were injured trying to flee their home. And the statement said, I don't have words strong enough to describe my emotion at the horror of that night. And authorities have come out and said that that attack is actually going to be treated as an attempted homicide. Okay, so let's zoom out for a second. Is this the first time that we've seen this kind of situation unfold? Well, no, and even it's not the first time we've seen something like this happen this year. According to French-owned international news network, it's called France 24, Mazouk is the second person to be killed by police in a traffic stop in 2023. If we look to last year, there were 13 people that were shot and killed by police in events of so-called non-compliance. When there's no footage available in these incidents, police often argue that the officer in question acted in self-defence. Now, if we take the 13 shootings in 2022, for an example, only five police officers were charged. The others have all been released without prosecution. This is a story that we have read many times before, especially in the US. It was what sparked the the Black Lives Matter movement. So what do we know about France in particular and this relationship between the police and people of colour? Well, Zara, it's definitely something that the French police have been criticised for over the years. There was an investigation in 2017 by France's civil liberties ombudsman that found that young men perceived to be black or Arab were 20% more likely to be stopped and checked by police than the general population. Last week, a UN human rights spokesperson expressed concern about what they described as deep issues of racism and discrimination in law enforcement. Now, in terms of a government response, the French government called the suggestion of racism totally groundless. 
This whole situation has obviously drawn international attention. I mean, you and I are speaking about it here in Australia, Mm. not just to the police force, but also to France and to Macron's leadership more generally. Even if protests do seem to be cooling off, what do you think that the last week tells us about Macron's standing in the country? Well, I think the French president now is quite used to these major public protests. Since he was first elected in 2017, there's been a number of them. Early this year, millions of French people protested the government's plans to raise the legal retirement age from 62 to 64. We covered it on this podcast. Now, remember that Macron did win a second term as president in last year's election, but the more recent opinion polls show that 67% of French voters disapprove of him. It'll be interesting to see if what's happened over the last week affects that opinion poll in either direction. We'll see if there's any movement there, definitely. And it's also important to keep in mind that crime and race relations were two big issues at the last election. So it could be easy for his opponents, especially nationalist leader Marine Le Pen, to use these recent events as a sign of what she would characterise as Macron's weakening leadership and lack of control. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learnt something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, but until then, have a brilliant day.